Hey everybody, welcome to Tatva Tuesday. This is Lindsay Warwick, the conduit on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Super excited to have Joe Longo as my guest. He is a life coach and mindset coach, alien wizard coach as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so grateful that you're finally able to be a guest on my podcast. Welcome. Ah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'd love to talk about all of the things and maybe we'll be a conduit today, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're, we're hoping for the best, right? Right, right. Yes. And yeah, I'm, I'm a mindset manifestation coach. I coach aliens and wizards where I am an alien and a wizard. Who knows? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> only, on, only on Tuesdays. Only on Tuesdays. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So the last time we talked was, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. What is time? Right. December. 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 Yes. I, yes. I was kicked out of the matrix. So you also have a podcast of your own. Um, and so I was uh, grateful and honored to be a guest on your podcast. And yeah, I'm still out of the matrix. And here we are doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to be here and, and to chat about all of the things it's been, um, I feel my life since we spoke has just taken such a beautiful turn in the direction exactly where I, I want it to go. So it's it's been a, a, a wonderful last couple of months start of 2023. All right. Yeah, well, I definitely want to hear about that. Um, let's kind of let's start a little bit from the beginning. You know, can you tell us about your spiritual journey? Sure. Um, the beginning. How far back do you want to go? Beginning. I don't know. <laughs> Wherever you want to go. So back in Atlantis, I. <laughs> I will, and I'll honestly, I'll be serious now. I'm the youngest of six kids, right? I was really kind of like the youngest of, I think, six kids would be. It's a lot of kids, a lot of kids. Yeah, that is a lot. It's a lot of kids. <laughs> and I come from a very intuitive family, a very creative family, a very artistic family. But growing up, because I couldn't draw, I didn't think I was creative. And I wanted to be, like, I literally wanted to be intuitive. I remember watching, um, what was it called? I think it was called End Times Prophecies on the Discovery Channel. Or the Travel Channel, one of those, like when it first came out. I'm 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 kind of old too, um, but I remember laying on the floor watching and watching them talk about Nostradamus and Edgar Casey and being so intrigued by these seers, right? Of these people that could see the future, and it was just so intriguing to me. And as all of this is happening, right on the Discovery Channel or whatever channel it was, my cute little mom is over here and is super intuitive and like is a seer, but isn't like, Oh, I'm seeing things. It's just like, I knew that was happening. I should have said something. The kind of like, I don't want to know the information that I'm getting, but it's always there. My mom really has this super tight connection with God, Jesus, all of it. So there's always been that and this thing, right? Like I, I want to, and then I remember it in high school in the end, the beginning of college, I got like obsessed with Edgar Casey and just like dove into everything yeah. about him for everyone that's listening. If you're not aware, Edgar Casey was the sleeping referred to the sleeping prophet and he yep. would go into these trance like states and do these readings for people. And I just thought it was so amazing because I, I'm a little all over the place. I'm sorry. Totally so, uh, along my journey, my I would I started life as a Catholic, right? I was born into a Catholic family, and then at, in third grade, my parents left the Catholic Church and became evangelical Christians. So, added a whole new dynamic, right, to the intuitive wanting to be Edgar Casey, and now here's this Jesus thing that I'm I'm connecting with Jesus, but I'm not connecting with the church stuff at all. I'm like this is. My little voice is starting to pick up, but I don't know. It's my little voice, right? Mm -hmm. like, uh -uh, I'm not down with what this guy is talking about. I'm not connecting. This dude is preaching fear. And I was in third grade. I'm like, uh, no way. That is not what this is about. So there's always kind of been that. like, And I think it does 
part of it is being the youngest kind of just being like, nah, I'm just kind of, kind of do my own thing mm-hmm. and see what happened, what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kind of, you know, kind of floated through life being an athlete and loving it, but also having this creative side, this intuitive side that I didn't know I really had and didn't know how to connect to it and didn't know how to express it. So I kind of lived my high school life as this jock athlete. I like to think I wasn't that much of an asshole, but maybe I was, right? (laughs) I don't know. And, you know, it was really just kind of like this unaware. I was just unaware, you know, I was a a high school kid in the early 90s. But my football coach, unbeknownst to both of us, was teaching me creative visualization. So before every game, he would say, you're going to have a sack. You're going to have an interception for a touchdown. You're going to do this. And he would say it. I would sit down and I would, I would see it in my mind's eye. He didn't say we're going to create a visualize this. Right. But because he said it, I just start imagining it and seeing it. And it never failed. Whatever he said happened. And Mm -hmm. I'm again, right. A 10th grade, 11th grade. I'm like, holy cow. Like, is this magic? But not looking into it and not putting together the Edgar Casey things or like none of it, because it's all just, I'm just this, who knows what I am, right? (laughs) Trying to figure life out. And uh, I get a football scholarship. I go play football at Mansfield University. My coach puts me in a photography class and I fail the class. (laughs) Fall in love with the class fail the class. The class was Fridays at three o'clock and it was so hard to get to class. Who has a class on Friday at three o'clock? Right. And it was <laughs> second semester. So the first semester, because of football, I had all of the rules, right? There were curfews and all like, it was like, I was still at home. Mm-hmm. Second semester, there were no more rules. Like I, you know, I should have been going to class, but it wasn't like I had the official football rules to, to keep me in line. Right. So second semester was really that first taste of freedom for me mm-hmm. so every friday i would be walking the class and i would see somebody be like hey we're going to tim's the drink you come up like yeah i guess but i had my camera because i was going to class right and that camera just stayed with me and i fell in love with taking pictures and being in the dark room mm-hmm. and my coach called that summer and was like hey dumbass you failed that easy a you have to come back and you know make up the three credits or you're going to lose your scholarship and I was like, holy shit. Wow. And I, I was like, I can't believe this. So that night, I feel like this is a really long story. That night, I went out with my okay. friends. We, we got drunk in the woods, came home. There was a show on about the National Geographic photographer. And I was like, holy shit. I want to be a photographer. So the next morning, I woke up. My parents were eating breakfast. I was like, I don't want to go back. I'm not playing football anymore. I want to go to art school. I want to be a photographer. And they're like, failed. (laughs) Like, I know, I totally did. But I fell in love with it. So that sent me, like, that kind of, like, was this first, like, really big shift. But following that weird little voice inside that I still didn't know was that little voice. But it was, like, these breadcrumbs. Like, the Mm -hmm. chances of me going out and drinking in the summer in the woods is not odd at all, right? But coming home and having there be a show on about photography literally showing me because up until that time i knew that you can be like a school portrait photographer that was really about it a newspaper photographer right there wasn't this like i can hang out in the woods and be a photographer you know like it it painted this whole new thing for me literally the day i found out that i failed yeah it was just like this divine order. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm doing this. I don't know what I'm doing. And at that moment it clicked. And I was like, my whole life, I thought I wasn't creative and I wasn't an artist, but I actually am. I just didn't know how to express it yet. And then once I love it, it was able to be expressed. It, it expressed. So I went to, to a community college here in the Poconos. Uh, As soon as I graduated, literally the next day I was in Philadelphia, I moved to Philadelphia in 98 and I was there for 20 years and in that 20 year time there was this huge evolution of of me turning into who who I am because I went right and I was still like early 20s like where are we drinking tonight right what kind of drugs we do in the night what are we doing what club are we going to and 
like it's just a, the it, like it was a beautiful time to be alive in the late 90s early 2000s right for me it was a really great fun experience but i was not thinking like what am i doing i was like i'm out of this small little town i'm in philadelphia i'm with my friends i'm making really no money but i'm surviving right right and i ended up um dating a dating a woman took me to she took me to a yoga class that i hate it because i couldn't do it because i never did it and my strong football ego right mm -hmm. in that class i was the only guy and i remember doing side planks and all the ladies were just like -da -da -da, this is so easy and beautiful and my whole body <laughs> was shaking like i thought i was gonna die in this side plank and all the ladies are just like whatever and i was my ego was so bruised and i was like i'm never doing this again that was horrible and it was a beautiful class like now when i look back at it at the time where i was not beautiful it was just a straight up half a class there was no flow it was, we're gonna step from here to here and I couldn't do anything, but all of the ladies were just like, <laughs> so I went, I, I, we got back to our house and I was like, I'm never doing yoga again. I'm never going back. You can't not doing it. About three weeks later, a Kundalini yoga teacher showed up at that same studio. My friend took, took the Kundalini class. She came home. She said, you have to come try this. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's crazy. And you just it is to, so crazy. You just have to try it. And she was like, it's nothing like what we did the first time. Nothing like it. I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. So we go. And it was at Yoga on Main in Philadelphia. And Yoga on Main used to have, there was an upstairs and a downstairs bookstore. There was a really lovely bookstore. And then they got rid of the bookstore and it became um, another yoga space for a little while and then eventually they got rid of that whole bottom space but it was just like this hard cement floor it was just like we're gonna put the kundalini yoga down there <laughs> on the extra hard floor and the carpeted floor upstairs we're gonna we're not gonna leave them go up there so it was like this really interesting experience of going in with this cold floor i mean there were blankets and stuff but you know it was just like a little different and then she made us rub our hands together and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is weird. We're rubbing our hands together. But as we're rubbing, I'm like, okay, what are we doing? And she's talking to us. And she's like, just keep rubbing your hands together. We practice with our eyes closed. The music is very sing-songy. Feel free to sing along. Our eyes are closed. No one will care if you're singing because other people will be singing. And as she's saying this, I'm like, no one can see me. I'm still rubbing my hands. I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I still rubbing my hands together? But as all of that's happening, I'm like, I can sing. I love to sing. I absolutely love to sing. It's one of my most favorite things in the entire world. And I'm like, I have permission to sing in this class. And my eyes are closed and no one's going to know. And then, so we're still rubbing our hands. And for everybody, if you're not watching, I'm rubbing my hands together right now. Rub your hands along with me. And then we just pull our hands apart. And it's like, you pretend there's a, a ball. And that was the first time in my life that I ever experienced energy. And I was like, holy, can I curse? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> holy fuck. Like, what <laughs> is this? Right. And, and I know I don't mean to make it sound like, oh, I was like this asleep bro jock dude. It's just like that. I think everyone can connect to that. Right. I no, like, like I, we have like old aspects of self that we shed to turn into who we actually are. Yeah. And this just wasn't in my awareness. Again, even though my mom was intuitive and we, you know, were part of this evangelical church that was laying hands on people and healing people. Right. I thought that was all bullshit at the time <laughs> because of just the actions that I was seeing from the people. Well, right? yeah. You know, so yeah. here I am, I'm in this space and I've got this ball of energy in my hands and we didn't even start class yet. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, what's going to happen. So then we start class eyes are closed and the music, like it was my first experience to Kundalini music. And there's this beautiful song with seal and guru Singh. Oh yeah. Singh. I am that. I yeah. And that I am. And that is that. Yes. Oh, oh, I got yeah. the chills. I got the chills so that came on. And I was like, that's seal. Yeah. I know yeah. seal seal singing this Kundalini shit. What? Right. Yeah. So like the class just kept getting better, better and better. And I just kept dropping into this space of 
I don't even know where I am. And then we went into Shavasana. We come out of Shavasana. And I look at my friend and I'm like, where the fuck am I? What the <laughs> fuck just happened to me? I, like, I felt so beautiful, but like stoned. Like, like I smoked the biggest joint. Yoga high. Yeah. And it was just like this magic and I was floating and my whole body was tingling in the best way. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this every day. This is the most amazing thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I walked up to the teacher and I was like, I need to know everything about this. Like, what's the name of a book or what, what can I do? And she gave told me a book to get. I got the book. I still have it over there. It's this wonderful little yellow book about Kundalini. And I read that book and I read it and it's like, it's one of those fallen apart now you know like it just falls apart mm -hmm. and i dove into it and it i started noticing everything in my life changing and noticing that if i do meditation i'm becoming a nicer person yeah. I'm, I'm noticing the things that annoyed me before don't even affect me right and i'm becoming happy and i'm enjoying life and things are really cool so i like really dove into it and it was enjoying it and like everything right we go like this like we find yeah. these things and then we drop in and out um and then over that time amy the woman that took me to that yoga class her and i got married we then got divorced um in that time i went from taking pictures working in photography to getting laid off after september 11th of 2001 to moving into working in the restaurant world and going back to school for computer technology Mm -hmm. working in computer technology. So I went from this like football player to this artist into working in information technology. And somehow yeah. I became an IT director and I was sitting <laughs> in a desk and I was like, how the, how did I get here? I thought literally. I was the help desk manager. Like, no, literally I got hired to be the help desk manager. Two weeks later, they did a reorganization and I was the IT director. And I was like, I have an associate's degree in photography. What's up? <laughs> And like, I look back and all of this was like manifesting. Like these were just manifestations that were happening. And it, again, it was like following the breadcrumbs and being in the right place at the right time. And it's like, okay, so I'm, I'm now an IT director, but I become an IT director. Like in, I, you know, so I, I moved from art into the corporate world and I don't take a photograph for four years. I don't press the shutter button at all. Oh for, Yeah. For four years. <clears throat> in that four-year time, Amy and I get married. Things are okay, then not okay. I um, become really depressed. have no idea why I'm depressed. Like, just depressed. And I just, like, shut down, which is not good for any kind of relationship when one, when one partner just shuts down, right? So I shut down. It really led to everything kind of crumbling and, and falling apart. At that time, I did not want to be like, it's my fault, right? I'm like, it's all you, it's you and you're doing, right? So the, the marriage fell apart. And as the marriage fell apart, I'm now single and an adult for the first time in my life. And I'm like, how do I, who am I? How do I live? What do I, I've got these two dogs and a job, but what the fuck? And it was this whole... <laughs> discovering who I was and who I was going to be. And when Amy and I were together, Amy and I are still really, really great friends. She was really into yoga and Ayurveda and meditation. And at that time, outside of the Kundalini, I just wasn't. And I would go to Kundalini and after Kundalini, I'd walk outside and I'd light up a parliament and walk up the hill <laughs> back to my house. Right? Like I'd smoke a parliament on my way to Kundalini class. Like, like that, that is where I was. And, you know, we were on, like, I was catching into the, my intuitiveness, but I was like, why can't I smoke? Why can't I have a beer? Why can't I go out and get fucked up? Like, why can't I still live this life that I was, you know, still kind of in, right? Like I wasn't, I haven't, I didn't flow yet into, you know, out of that lifestyle into a more productive lifestyle for myself, right? <laughs> so I'm doing the things. And now she's in it and she's studying Ayurveda. And it's just like, we are now like speaking two different languages. So that also isn't working. So, you know, the relationship dissolves in a very lovely way. We joke now and say we're like, we were the first people to uh, consciously uncouple before it was called consciously uncoupling. 
<laughs> right. Was that so, coined by Gwyneth Paltrow and pro- probably Chris Martin from Coldplay? <laughs> they probably did. So yeah. as that was happening, as I, I, Amy would say, let's go to yoga. And I would say, no. <laughs> it, it was this like I just she just see there's a kirtan happening let's go to the kirtan now nah, you go to the kirtan I don't want to do that and I it kind of was this this connecting me to childhood and my mom saying you got to go to church we got to go to church it's Sunday you got to go to church you can't sleep at your friend's house on su- Saturdays because you got to go to church and it was like Amy would be like you're gonna go to yoga I'm like no unconsciously it was that mother right me just kind of fighting with that from my childhood so we separate, break up. What do I start doing? Going to yoga. All the fucking time. <laughs> right? Yep. So I start going to Dhyana Yoga, a different yoga studio that, that Amy was going to. And I just felt accepted and connected there. Like I felt more part of that community. And then I started taking pictures again. So it's like all of these things started happening. I'm like, oh, wow, I was super sad because I wasn't creating. So when I start taking pictures. I'm part of this beautiful community. And I'm like, can I, my, my really good friend, Daniel Schenken, um, everybody check out Daniel Schenken. He's, he's an amazing uh, psychedelic integration coach. He was at my house <clears throat> and I, you know, just started taking pictures again. I was really just taking pictures of nature. And he, was standing in my kitchen. He put his big, giant, dirty bare foot on my kitchen counter. He's a taller guy and literally his foot, but like he was just standing with his foot up. And I'm like, I snapped a picture and I'm like, Daniel, your foot is on my kitchen. Like I cut vegetables there. Move your gross foot off my counter. And he looked at me because I snapped a picture and he looked at me. He was like, hey, why are you putting all of your yoga friends in those nature photos? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, why aren't you photographing your yoga friends in all of put them in all of those beautiful nature pictures? And I was like, oh shit, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Like, let's go for a walk. So the next morning, Daniel and I went for a walk in the Wissahickon, and I took pictures of him doing some yoga, playing with a big giant sword. And that was it. All of a sudden, I put a post down. I was like, who wants to do yoga photos? And I started photographing the Philadelphia yoga world. And I'm like, did you ever photograph Chelsea Novosel? Is that how you know her? I'm not really sure who that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not. Sh- I'm really. I'm not saying bad. I'm getting better with names and remembering. Okay. I don't know her maiden name, but her married name here is Novosel, well, and I know Chelsea. 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 No, Gilday. Chelsea. See yoga. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea is like my. About, you're like. <laughs> My my Chelsea is like the literally I'd look at her as the the yoga, yoga teacher that that taught me how to do fun yoga. Yeah. Kick my ass doing the yoga. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. So I met her here in Myrtle Beach and mm-hmm. I know that she knows you. And yeah, so that's funny. That's cool. yes. Yes, that mug that I usually have that I haven't been using because it's so big that says I freaking love you. Yeah. That that's from her. She gave that to me right before she moved. She was like, This is for you because I would always say, I fucking love you. I freaking love you. Oh, um, that's so great. Yeah, she is I have such a space in my heart for her and her classes. And cause it was she showed up at the perfect time when life was shitty. <laughs> It's rooftop yoga. So yeah, lots of transformation and um yeah, she's great. Her and her husband, they're really great. And uh he was he was my last guest on on the podcast. Oh really? Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, he started a men's group. Um, so we talked about the men's group and, and the divine masculine and all the things. But yeah, no, they're really great. I met them when I first moved down here. So mm. that was like three years ago. That's awesome. But, I absolutely love, you know, you telling your story. And I feel like there's a lot of parallels, you know, like I actually took yoga as uh, as a senior in college to just complete my degree requirements. And I forget Mm -hmm. what date it was, but I got a C 
<laughs> and I graduated with honors. And so this was my only C of the semester in yoga. Cause I think mm -hmm. it was attendance related. And I was so fucking mad. I was like, what the fuck? And just like, well, like you failed your photography, photography class, but you loved it. Like at first I hated yoga and then, mm -hmm. then I fell in love with yoga, but I still got to see. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting mm -hmm. how it, how it works. And when I was really like practicing kundalini like going to yoga on main and practicing regularly they were doing a teacher training was was coming up and i remember sati who was a teacher there was like you should do the training do sati the training. rose sati rose yeah she <laughs> works for chelsea she does the kundalini classes for the virtual studio there you have it, there yeah. you have it. everybody's connected and i'm like i'm not ready i'm not ready I and, I, and I, I i like i pushed i pushed it off and then there wasn't another one for many 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 years but it worked out perfectly so i'm in this job as an IT director at DeVry University. That's fucking awesome, right? No, it was great. It was the oh. best job of my life. I had student workers. I didn't, all I, I, literally my job was to walk around and be like, hey, how's, how's, how's your computer? How's everything going? I feel like I was like the, the PR liaison, not really the IT director. Because if anything broke, I just went back and gave it to one of the student workers who were excited because they wanted to work with computers. They were ex literally excited to go fix something, mm -hmm. you know? So it wasn't like a normal employee where like, oh man, I gotta, like the kids were like, yeah, I'll do it. So it was really a, a beautiful <laughs> experience. And then I went from there to this really small software company because of the dollars. Yeah, because we have the same matrix story kind of. Yeah, so I just followed the dollars thinking, well, if it's Thanks. more money, I'm gonna be happy, right? Yeah. That's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. So I, I got this job in between the job because I was in technology. The beautiful thing when you work in technology and you resign, they just say, go home now. Right. Yeah. But they have to give you your two weeks. So I had a month in between the one job and the other job. And in that month, I experienced freedom, real freedom. Right. Cause I was, I was paid. And I could do whatever I want. Like there was, there was no responsibility. The first time in that, my like actual adult grown up life where I just had a month off, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And I had, a, I had a, a beautiful time in that month. It's not like I traveled or did anything, but I created, I created a lot and was doing stuff creatively. And then I start my job thinking that it's going to be great. And wow, it was not great yeah. at all. Not at all. But at that same exact time, I signed up to do my Kundalini yoga teacher training. So I'm like, I got the job. I got the money. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So sign up for the training, which is life changing. Like any kind of teacher training, meditation training, Kundalini, it, your, your life is going to change just from the dedication that you're putting into it. Literally right. just that you saying, I'm going to commit to this for six months or a year or however long it is, just that act of commitment is going to change your life significantly mm -hmm. and then add in these practices. So I'm going through training and it's awesome. And it feels like my heart is exploding right from Friday night to Sunday afternoon. I'm in this bliss mm -hmm. and then on Monday I'm in hell, hell. <laughs> like the complete opposite of that weekend bliss. And I remember calling my best friend. I'm like, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to punch everybody in the face. Like I'm literally going to start punching people. That's how bad it is here. And they had quarterly bonuses. And I'm like, I'm going to make it to the first quarter. And then I'm quitting. I'm going to mm -hmm. get my bonus check and literally and say, thank you. I quit and walk out the yeah. door. That was my goal. That was my, my goal, my intention, no plan of what I was going to do. And in the short two, two month period that I had working at this company, I needed to take a week vacation because <laughs> it was so bad. So I went to Vermont for a week on my ride home. My boss called to yell at me for not getting back to people quick enough. When and you're on vacation. Yeah. And yeah. because I'm, I'm not a smart ass at all. I said my out of office got back to absolutely everybody. So I'm pretty sure I, I got back to everybody. He didn't appreciate that. <laughs> and I don't remember what he said, but I was like, you know what, man, I quit. Like I quit. 
And he was like, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And I was like, no, we're not. I'm never coming back. Everything that's at my desk, take it, throw it away. I'm going to put my laptop in a box and I'll ship it. Yeah, I'm done. I can't tell everybody, fuck off. Yeah. like, And, and that was it. I drove home the next six hours from Vermont, s- squeezing the shit out of my steering wheel, thinking like, what? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> right? Because I was, I was yeah. two months into my teacher training. I was not a yoga teacher yet. I knew I could take pictures. I went to school for it, but running my own business, really didn't know what I was doing. And that was it. Like he said, he was like, What are you going to do? I was like, I guess I'll teach yoga and be a photographer. I have no idea, but I'm not coming back there. <laughs> and that was it. Like it, it, it is my 13th anniversary literally super bowl sunday is is the anniversary of me congratulations thank you and i think it's really interesting right from the story of my whole life growing up i was literally it's like my persona was a football player and i remember when i stopped (laughs) playing in college i was like i'm sick of being joe the football player like there is more to me than this thing So I, you know, I leave that, I go on this whole life journey and then I quit my job on Super Bowl Sunday, right? Yeah. Biggest football day of the year. That is so funny like that. Circles around. And on that day, it's like, I took all of my power back and said, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And, 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 he, and, and here I am, everybody that's listening. I know that was a really long story. Thanks for listening. It was a great uh, story. <laughs> but it, it it's, I, I'd like to say it because it wasn't just this straight path, right? It's never- I, look at, I look at my life now, right? And in 1993, when I graduated high school, none of this was even a reality. What I am doing as my profession- But you can't was, even, you can't even really. Right. exactly you can't this was not even a reality that we would that i could sit and talk into a screen with somebody else and coach them sure i could be a coach but not in this shape in this fashion that yeah i can do this right and when you start thinking about it it's like wow it it like if we just can follow those little breadcrumbs even when it doesn't make sense even when the whole world is screaming at you are you nuts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. whatever, like, you know. It, it, like, we all gotta we have I hate saying excuses because I know that can be triggering for some people, but we all have lives and we all have things happening in our lives, and we shouldn't use our life as a reason to not live our life. Word. Right. And I have, I have a job. I have kids. I, yeah, great. Celebrate that you have the job that you have the kids and start being grateful for those things. And I bet you shit starts getting much better. Oh yeah. Gratitude is like a magical ingredient to all the things I love. Can we just skirt rewind a little bit? Like your story thought it was amazing. Felt a lot of parallels. Um, and also just a lot of reassurance. Like, I'm glad that we are, we're talking today about this, like just where I'm at with my life. It's Mm -hmm. very uh, similar. I was actually like, you know, now that I'm not in the matrix, I'm trying to be in the flow, right? Very Mm -hmm. in the flow. Like I was in my masculine energy, go, 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 three jobs. I don't get tired. That's what I was doing. And then I got kicked out, couldn't get back in. I tried, couldn't get back in. And now I'm like full-time healer. I was ordained at the beginning of this year, shamanic rose priestess. And now I'm like, well, yesterday I woke up and I'm like, I don't have anything on my planner. What the fuck do I do today? So I got up, took care of the dogs, started cleaning, did some smoke medicine, lit the candles. And then the ideas just started like pouring in. And it's like, I'm now in this state of being, and I'm sure you can relate as well, coming from that structured matrix to now every day is completely different and where I don't know exactly like what I will be doing, but trusting that I will have enough and it will be enough has been 
a huge, uh, it's been a huge period of transformation for me, mm-hmm. but I love that you've talked about, I'm not creative because like my partner and I, like he's very, very creative. And I tell myself, like, I don't think I'm that, I'm not as creative. Like we were literally just in Michael's and I got all these downloads yesterday for products that I'm going to start offering, but mm-hmm. I know what I want to do, but I can't see the execution. And so we're in Michael's and I'm just like, oh my God, I had a moment of imposter syndrome. Like I literally looked at him and was like, am I even good enough to do this? Like, can I even do this? Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. I'm in that phase of things where I'm like, am I even creative? Cause like I have the services, I have the intuition and and the education, which I do this because I have it in my fingerprints that I'm a shaman, you know, but yeah. So I love that you mentioned that. Cause it's like, I'm finding like where my creative niche is. And mm. so I love that you brought up the creativity aspect because that's literally like, I feel like now that's what my life is, is, is leaning into that energy. Like what, what am I going to come up with next? That's going to provide mm-hmm. security. And I, I, a thing that has helped me is right. Is being open. Can we be when we're in this space, right, of transition or we're already doing whatever it is, but we're kind of like not sure. Can we be okay with not being sure? Exactly. Coming coming back to the present. Can we all just be okay with being exactly where we are right now? We might not know where we're going, but we're going somewhere, right? We're going somewhere. (laughs) There's something more and there's something greater, right? And. I'm, I'm, I'm here, right? I'm on the path. One of my biggest challenges in living this new life, right? We're taught how to live the old life. We're taught yeah. to follow directions, right? Right. Stay in line. It's what education is for, to teach you how to be a worker bee. When you break out oh, of yeah. the worker Eight bee model and you look at things and you're like, I should I be doing something? What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Like, like, why isn't it okay that you just had a free day and then change that dial, right? Because of the the worker bee mindset is, oh, I don't have anything on my calendar, right? Because if we're in worker bee mind, oh, I have this meeting, I have this, I have this, I have this. But when we get to step into our purpose, our soul calling and do what we're here on this planet to do, yeah. then we get to create our best day and live our best day, right? And then say, okay, so Tuesdays are days that I record my podcast. Tuesdays are creativity days. Tuesdays are days that I, you know, that I brainstorm. And just saying those words makes me feel still after 13 years of doing this strange because our mind is so conditioned to worker be. Yeah. And then for me too, it's like, if I see on my planner that it's full, I feel, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, using the, it's like a blank canvas now that I'm, I'm living in a totally different energy. The way that I relate to money is completely different now. And it's like, instead of like that, I feel like that old worker bee conditioning, it's like a survivalist mindset. Almost mm-hmm. like I need more, I need more, and I need more instead of now being in this way of being. And I feel like I'm almost into the comfort of the new way of being. Like I'm literally in the chrysalis, right? Mm-hmm. As a caterpillar, I'm in the goo right now. Like I'm in the and, goo and I'm like, oh. right. And it's like, what where am I gonna go? What is what what's happening? what's going on? You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's just, it is totally, uh, yeah. I feel like the old old paradigms are, are dying too. I feel like I've seen a lot of people actually exit the matrix willingly and then not so, not so willingly, Mm -hmm. but being kind of pushed in the direction of pursuing their actual soul's purpose, which, you know, is whatever brings you joy. Right. It's bring your abundance in. Exactly. Exactly. This I, I have a, a Monday night manifestation mastermind group that I, I run. It starts up at the beginning of every month if anybody wants to jump in. Cool. Um, and we we get together every Monday night and it's a, a very eclectic group of people, right? There's some entrepreneurs, there are some people that have regular jobs, right? In 
all kinds of fields and, you know, healers and coaches and, and all of the things. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a new person in the group and they mentioned, they were like, it's so inspiring to see all of you all that, you know, are kind of doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause everybody's happy and talking about what they do, but really not saying I have a job. And this one gentleman that's actually going to be on my, my podcast in a couple of weeks, Angel to- Toledo, um, he lives in Puerto Rico and he is, I'm, I might be saying this, not exact, his exact title, right. But I believe he's the director of education for Puerto Rico. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> right. So he, he was like, some of us ha- still have jobs and some of us still work in this world. And she was like, oh, I couldn't even, I just thought you were all out of that world. And he was like, no, we've just figured out how to be in that, that world. And in this, right? It's like, if if I sometimes think when two folks like us are like, we broke out, some people are like, oh, well, you can do that. But you can be a happy accountant, right? You can be a happy lawyer. You can lawyer. bring your karma to the matrix, which is what I thought I was supposed to be doing, which I right. did do for a while, is bring in the Archangel Michael energy, the Christ conscious energy, the seer energy, like everything that you said before, you know, and I thought that I could, as a Capricorn sea goat, I thought I could Mm -hmm. do both, you know? Yeah. And I think that thinking, because there have been times, I just said this, this last night in the group that over these 13 years, there have been many times I sat down and redid my resume and started sending my resume out because I was dropping into that is this really smart? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And I swear everyone that is listening after every one of those moments, every one of those moments of being literally redoing my resume and actually sending it out, I had bigger like growth, more expansion in all of the things that I do from my photography to my coaching to the groups. But it's, it's like before each massive growth, there was a giant, self-questioning a giant imposter syndrome happening being like really can i do this right and then the questioning and then i get my head out of my butt and take a couple breaths and the next thing you know i'm i'm leveled up right it's like we get i i was never a big video game player but i feel life is like a video game and you get to the end of level one right and you gotta slay that dragon or whatever might be at the end of the level to get you to the next one and yeah. we're always going to be leveling up and there's always going to be a dragon to slay. Just mm-hmm. can we enjoy, you know, the ride in between. So when that dragon shows up, we're not like, oh shit, we're ready. And we're like, all right, we're leveling up instead of letting our head get the best of us and be like, oh my goodness, what's happening? What's going on? Am I, am I gonna, am I gonna survive? Yeah. We're all going to survive. Yeah. Do those moments still come up for you? Uh, or are they way less? They're less way, way, way less. Because you trust Yes. And literally, like I was saying earlier from our last conversation that we had, I wrote a bunch of stuff down in my journal on December 8th. I was part of a manifestation challenge with a wonderful group of people um, <laughs> from uh, To Be Magnetic is the, the organization. I love To Be Magnetic. Yeah. So I did their manifestation challenge this December. Oh my December, God, amazing. I wrote all of the things, you know, my mini manifestation list, my big manifestation list and did the practices and the DIs. I love it that you know who they are and what I'm oh talking my God, about. I love it. Yeah. And it connected me back to like, okay, this is what I want. Like this is really taking ownership of what I do. So I don't just have a podcast. I'm a podcaster. I I have a podcast. It's part yeah. of what I do. I create conscious content, right? I put out these Instagram and TikTok videos, not to be cute and dance because I'm creating conscious content <laughs> to try to uplift. Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, dance, shake your booty, do all of the things, right? But I'm doing it in, in a way to try to uplift and support and inspire, knowing that in doing that, it feeds my soul. My soul mm-hmm. is like, this is why you're here. And in the taking ownership of that, really looking we're like yeah but my authentic code is to be seen to yeah. speak up to use right like i love technology how can i use technology not to be scary but to help other light workers shine their light out into the world mm-hmm. to say it's not that hard to go hey what's up guys you should come take class with me 
yeah. holding a pretend phone up to my face, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and the more I accepted it and made that little list since December 8th, my word of the year has become growth. There's been growth in everything. Every one of my social accounts has not only grown, but exploded. The podcast is growing tremendously. That's amazing. Get to work with growing tremendously. And all of it, I 100% feel is because I am actually saying, this is who I am. Oh, yeah. And you're focusing your energy and your intent into that. And then that's where it's going to go, you know? So it's as I do it, right? As I do it, I sit and I look and I'm like, this is this is my perfect day, right? Like, I I think I said it earlier, we should all write down our perfect day. What would it look like? What would that perfect day look like? And when you write it down once and look at it, then look at your life. How can you I think I'm in my perfect day? Right. I literally am. It's like I manifested my partner and we do like cold space for people and sound healings. We create together. We make food together. Like I, yeah, I'm not. Um, and then, I'm not being bossed around by a matrix job and I have, I have enough money in the bank account. You know what I mean? It's this is, you, this is everything I fucking asked for. It's just. Yeah. yeah. And drop into it and be like, this is me. So this here, is me. And, and this, this is, this is again, coming from, from our friends at to be magnetic. Yeah. I love, I love that. Find, <laughs> find people, right. That are doing exactly what you want to do. Oh yeah, I did. And, I, and, and you just watch. Yeah, you get those expanders, <laughs> and I have my expanders, and I I go to their Instagram pages and I watch their content, and I'm like, if they're doing it, why can't I? And now here I am since December eighth. The people that I have as my expanders, it's it's right there. You know, there's nothing different. The same stuff is happening. It's just, I didn't believe I was worthy enough. That's exactly what I've been going through. Like I said, like even just now in Michael's, I'm like, I have this whole idea of the product that I want to offer. Like just, I'm not, I'm not ready to share yet. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like when things mm-hmm. pop off and I like start writing down the ideas and yeah, it's just like, Yeah. And it, I think it's really important that we also do actually take time and make a list of the things that you want, right? So oh, make, yeah. a, make a make a little list, make a big list. And on that little list, you can put down, I want a pair of fucking jeans. I want a new pair of shoes, right? It doesn't have to be a manifesting this, you know, six bedroom mansion. It can literally just be the small list within the next six months. I'd like some new clothes. How about oh, that? Oh, yeah, totally. Right? And it's not like, oh, I'm going to go out and buy the top of the line stuff, but why not? I want some new clothes and it's all going to be perfect right in my budget and exactly what I love. Exactly. Right? Like this is, I feel, what gets us into the flow of manifesting our whole life when we actually start saying, all right, I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to save 50 bucks today and play games with it, right? Because then we're putting it in and you start realizing, oh, this is all make-believe. It's mm-hmm. all make-believe and it's how I'm looking at it. So if I can turn this all into this energetic, <laughs> right? Yeah. Into this energetic flow, yeah. knowing that, right, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So Literally. when I'm paying my rent, I'm so happy and thankful that I can pay my rent, right? When you write that check, don't be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. No, I'm like, thank Celebrate you for that money. Shit. Thank you for yeah. The magic practice is really powerful. And I just, yeah, I, I'm, we're like coming up on the hour, but I'm like, Woo! Oh shit. Wow. That was quick. Yeah. We've been talking about so much, but I had a call earlier with a woman who's going to be on the podcast as well. And she talked to me and said that she literally wrote her manifestation list for her husband. And and that's who she got. And it's like, yeah, I totally fully believe I did a divine partner list and that showed up for me. And, you know, we do all kinds of intentions and rituals and vision board. We have our vision boards like hanging up, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's all like, it all starts from within. Yeah. And we, the, the thing that usually stops us and I literally, one of my clients said this to me, he was like, Joe, I realized that (laughs) no matter what we say, I'm the only thing that's exactly the same in all of the situations, which then means that the problem is probably me. 
Always. Right. And it's not, we're not picking on ourselves when we're looking at things, right? Like the only constant in all of these things are you and me, right? Yeah. So we need to look at, well, how am I looking at this? What am I doing? What, how am Mm -hmm. I either making this awesome or self-sabotaging? Exactly. Being honest with ourselves, with all of it, not being like, oh, oh, how dare you? You fucked up again. But instead of like, okay, you messed up. Right. You stop doing your meditation practice. Don't beat yourself up. Start again. Yeah. Just look at the lesson. <laughs> look at look for the silver lining or look for the lesson in in whatever. And having that awareness is really, you know, the key. Yeah. But this has been an amazing conversation. It's like a great little follow up, right? After yeah. That. Yeah. It's great to hear that you're doing well and I'm doing well, even though it feels like I'm in the goo, you know, but I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is what mm-hmm. I asked for. So here I am. And, and there's so much good stuff that happens in that goo. Oh, yeah. There's there's so much. There's so many ideas that are coming through. And now it's just putting them from here to there, <laughs> like mm-hmm. into the physical. You know what I mean? So it's been amazing chatting with you. Um Tell the people if they would like to work with you or connect with you, the best way to connect with you. Yeah, sure. Um, the best way y'all can find me is my Instagram, Inspire, Create, Manifest. I know it's really long, Inspire, Create, Manifest. That's it. No letter, no other letters <laughs> or dots. There's been a bunch of fake accounts going around trying to sell people psychic readings. That happened um, to me last year. Uh, it's it such a pain. <laughs> so... Um, I will never send anybody a direct message saying, what's your sign? I feel yes. called to give you a read. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, but Instagram is is where I've been spending most of my time, Inspire Create Manifest, and inspirecreatemanifest.com is my website that has all of all of my offerings. I do mindset coaching, manifestation coaching. I do have um, mastermind groups. They they start, anybody can be in them. It's $100 for the month and they start every month. So the first Monday of every month they begin and I, they're always open for registration on on um, through my socials and on the website. Awesome. And yeah, so everything is, is right there. Oh, and I have a podcast, The Daily Shot of Inspiration, which is a daily shot every day. There's a, a short little clip and on the weekends I talk to inspiring people like you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I really very much appreciate your time and energy and all of the things. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with, you know, the listeners, viewers before we exit? With the listeners and the viewers, this is great because I kind of think it maybe touches a little bit on what we what we talked about. I just pulled an oracle of the the nature whispers. I also do oracle card reads. Um, (laughs) Maintain your childlike spirit. See? Yeah, it's perfect. Right. Maintain that childlike spirit. And uh, like, that's the thing. I literally feel like I am being more of a child now and enjoying life and life just keeps getting better and better because I'm actually enjoying it. So yeah, the joy frequency, love and money energetically connected that joy frequency. That's it. That's the Dharma. It is. What that looks like for me might look different than what it looks like for you, but we know that feeling of joy. So thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure uh, talking to you and people watching or listening, connect with Joe. If you feel, you know, the resonance there and uh, I'll catch you when I catch you. Thank you. Thanks everybody. See ya.